0: Do this. Let's get a another episode. Welcome to none of this really matters. Another thank you for tuning in for episode seven, I believe this is. And um, today I, I want to start off talking about that new. I don't. Know, I don't want to talk too much on it, but that new DJ Khaled album <laughs> and how low key good it was. It's, I just hate DJ it's Khaled.
1: Literally good. That's what it
0: is. It's just a good album. It's a consist. I shouldn't say a good like it's great like album of the year. It's just a very consistent album with not bad songs.
1: I'm going to try to contain myself because you know once we start talking music I
0: could. Yeah, this isn't a music. (laughs) This is now a music podcast. This is
1: Nathan's podcast about movies, but.
0: But I want to talk about that the history of Sorry Not Sorry with Jay Z and Nas. On the same song. I think that, bro, that's history.
1: I'm going to just say that Nas is a billionaire for money's sake. I'm sure he's probably worth like eight something. Once you hit a certain number, you will get more money. Mm-hmm. Unless you blow it or lose it. Yeah. Somehow. But people like that, well, they don't lose money at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: But I just think given the history of Jay-Z and Nas, yes. them being on the same song is...
1: Given the history of Jay-Z and Nas... And, and and uh duval said it today on the breakfast not today but i watched an interview today about the breakfast club and he said we need to stop celebrating their money and their and we need to celebrate their success because mm-hmm. these are two black men who are literally from the projects mm-hmm. of new york city and survived the crack era
0: that's and why i never like
1: bi- and they're, they don't, they're billionaires they don't have to do anything. they don't have to do
0: anything at all they could stop like they could just stop doing that
1: gives credence to Khaled and what he means to the industry. Because mm-hmm. they did it for him.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: There's no amount of money that he could pay them. Because Jay-Z Z has always
0: time. been on a DJ Khaled album.
1: Every single time.
0: So and he but loves the, Khaled. The, the bar that Jay-Z gave, the sorry that's another B, haters still mad from the other B. Yes. That's a double B, no that's a triple B, can't forget about the other B. And I'm like, that's because Beyonce, mm-hmm. because they, they remember they did the scores of like, he's a billionaire, but really he's actually worth two billion. Mm-hmm. So he said, sorry, that's another B. So now he's at two billion. But haters are still mad from the one billion. Mm-hmm. So he's like, that's a double B. No, that's a triple B. Can't forget about the other B. Because fucking, I don't think Beyonce is worth a billion, but still. With her? But still, I I think it's just a reference to B, like Beyonce.
1: I thought he was talking about, and maybe this lends credence to, uh, credence, I'm going to stop saying that word, I'm (laughs) sorry. I like the fact that Jay-Z sometimes throws in bars that maybe poetically you could take different. I thought he was talking about the girl, the other B from Lemonade. You know what I'm saying, like the other bitch, like y'all still oh, worry about the other bitch. But they, I still, I th- see what I'm saying. Like okay. that's what I thought he meant.
0: Okay, I I did. Would've, I would have never thought about that. I just thought it was a hard bar because Jay Z's always bragged about. it. But having... what
1: you just said was like, holy shit, that makes sense too. Yeah. Now I got to listen. i am only listening to it twice.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a great song. I mean, if you're a hip hop like fan, yeah. If you like, like I said, that's history. Mm-hmm. But. Anyways, moving on. It's not a music podcast. Okay,
1: so what movie did you watch this week that you posted on the Insta?
0: uh, I posted a review of uh, Shiva Baby, which is about a girl, a Jewish girl, and she's at a Shiva, which is basically a party after a funeral, a Jewish funeral. And so she goes and it's basically, she's like, around like my age, she's like in her early 20s, I'm guessing. And uh, or she's super young, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, she's it's basically like one of those. It was one of the most relatable movies I've ever seen. Like literally I finished watching it and I was having a mini anxiety attack because of how real it was. Mm -hmm. And um, it's basically and this is in my review where I say like it's about coming up with that story. You tell your whole family that you haven't seen in a long time. Like we know when family members ask you, what are you doing now? Like what are you up to? What are your plans? What are your goals? And you have like a story. You don't want to tell them what you're actually doing. So you just come up with, I mean, that's how I do it, you know, like, cause you know, you always feel like there's always a, that one family member that's doing good or whatever. But she, in, in the movie, um, she's like, Oh, like I'm going to law school or no, I'm taking a break from school kind of thing. So she's like coming up with the story and trying to work with her parents, but her parents are giving out her business and, It's just so real of, like, a family get-together. And so seeing how everyone was interacting with each other and how, first of all, like, in real life, how rude and annoying old people are when it comes to your business Mm -hmm. and the comments they make and the little remarks. And it's like, yo, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, you're, like, my distant uncle or some shit. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even fucking know you. And you're out here, like, talking about my business kind of thing. So it's like... And it's like that. And the whole movie, I should say, is all in that uh, Shiva. It's all in one setting. And it's it's so relatable. And it's so, like, real and, like, I don't know. And it's also very, like, anxiety-inducing. But beyond, like, beyond beyond uncut gems, believe it or not. For me, it was beyond uncut gems because it's almost like it was forced. It was forced, like anxiety-inducing, because of all the comments that the family make, uh, family members were making, and she finds it. Because what she's actually doing is she's um, like being she's being a sugar baby, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, she's getting paid by like an older dude, which he's probably like ten years. So he's like thirty. So he's like ten years older than her, and she sees him at the the shiva. And then he works for her dad. And if you find out he's married and has a kid. And she's like, wait, I just fucking had sex with this dude for money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you find out, you know, he has a whole lot. Like, he has a newborn baby. And she, and the, there's just so much, like, drama in one little setting. And it's just, it's, like, I was telling Menda, I, I watched it and I was I was, like, having an anxiety attack. I had, or I was having an anxiety attack during the movie, but it took me, like, an hour to come down from it and just relax. Is there
1: any like, comedy to this movie? Yeah, throughout oh, okay. the whole thing. Because it sounds like it's a setup for, like, hilarious moments.
0: Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, but it's so, like...
1: Is it, the, is there a, is it a peek into Jewish culture? Yeah. Because you said, you said, what was the other movie? You said Uncut Gems?
0: Yeah, because of the anxiety. Yeah. Say, yeah.
1: I'm not saying, I don't know a lot of Jewish people. I know like two.
0: I don't know any, I think. That's I don't crazy. I don't think I know you any live in Phoenix. Yeah. I used to live in a Jewish neighborhood, but I don't know any Jewish people.
1: Oh. But they are um they're very close knit.
0: Mhm.
1: Like almost not to a fault. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Yeah, okay, but I think th-
0: I, I think what you're getting at is there's a similarity between Adam Sandler being a Jewish person and Uncut Gems, yes. and it's an anxiety-inducing movie. There
1: must be something, and even okay, well let's just do this. Just European area, like uh, my big fat Greek wedding, mm-hmm. like that movie is kind of like very anxiety inducing because yeah. they're all in her business you're like you need to get married you need to get married yeah. your great grandmother's saying your grandmother's saying and your great uncle like yeah. it, it, it's so much pressure
0: it, it, yeah it's one of those things where I mean she's a woman and she's like oh you'll find a husband you'll find and just like that is like I mean for me if I was a woman you know I'd be like why the fuck do I need to find a husband and mm-hmm. then I'll be okay like mm-hmm. that's kind of fucked up you know in my when I watched the movie so, but it's
1: all based off of religion. Yeah, because they're—I think they—not the only, but one of the few. What do they call them? Ethno-religious groups where their religion is their ethnic identity. Yeah, like so,
0: like when you say someone's a Jew, like oh he's Jewish, like that's their race.
1: Right. It could be their race, and they're probably they could be a Christian for all you know. But mm-hmm. technically, you're like, uh, you know, a Jew.
0: Hmm. So yeah, I watched Shiva Baby. Uh, today, actually. And then um, earlier this week, I watched a movie called What Happened Was. And it came out in 94, I want to say. And it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And because, or what it's about is these two people who are coworkers. One, the guy is a paralegal and the girl is an assistant to somebody. Like, I forgot her exact, like, job title. But she's, like, an assistant, so she's not really, like, somebody's boss or whatever. Like, she has a boss. And um, they're coworkers, and they go on their first date, you know, so they never really hung out um, outside of work. So it's their first date, and he comes over to her apartment, and the whole movie is in her apartment, which I love movies like that, by the way, Mm -hmm. is where it's all in one setting and it's all in one place. Like, those are some of my favorite movies. And um, it's their first date. And you know how, like, when you meet a coworker, and they're really dope and you, like, talk to them all the time when you're at work, but then you hang out with them for the first time outside of work and it's like they're a totally different person? That's what this movie is, is that they're coworkers, and then they go on a date and then they start talking to each other or they try to start talking to each other, but it's, like, really awkward and it's just like the conversation not the conversation goes nowhere it's just kind of like awkward Like it's, you
1: realize your only connection is work
0: yeah and it's it's just very weird and then they start finding similarities but then it's because their similarity is that they're both writers like they're both trying to write a book and get it published and stuff and then it's it's just the conversations they have I was telling Menda it's like the way I describe the movie is it's terribly funny to where like they say shit in these little one-liners because they try to be funny to each other. They try to tell like little one-line jokes and stuff, and you don't know whether to laugh or not because
1: you feel that awkward. Because it's it like, t- like, oh shit! That like sounds, when you say 1994, I said this sounds like my kind of movie.
0: <laughs> it it is really good. It's in New York City, and like her oh, apartment. Her apartment has a view. Because like I said, it's all the whole movie is in her. The one. only unrealistic part of those movies is that her apartment is like her windows is her wall, basically one of her walls, and that's basically like a character in the movie, is the is her view of New York City, not of New York City, but just the block, because she lives aclo- across the street from another apartment complex. Because in the beginning of the movie, it's like oh, you can see in these people's you know, in these people's windows, which is kind of a play on of, like, how the movie plays out is because you really see how people's lives really are, which, you know, them going and meeting each other outside of work, you see how they really are, like, and they're true colors, I guess you could say. And he is a writer, but he plays it off how he's, like, really good, and he's like, oh, yeah, I have these books, I'm trying to get them published. Like, he's big shit, you know what I mean? But then they find, or he finds out that she's a writer, And she has shit published. She just doesn't express it. Mm -hmm. And um, he reads... It's very, like, that anxiety part and that awkward part of the movie, that awkward trait is, like, almost surreal because when she reads him the story, it, like, almost turns into a monster movie because it's very... He gets, like, scared of how much better she is Mm -hmm. than him as a person. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he's this, like trying to be all cool, show-off kind of thing, but she's actually, like, about it. You know what I mean? So, like, they, 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 they make that, like, confrontation very surreal of, like, oh, shit, like, she's better than me. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you think. That's what I thought while watching it. So the whole movie is, like, they go back and forth of, like, who's really who and like how they really are as people and it was one of the best movies i've ever seen i don't know where you can watch it i i or i watched it on criterion channel but not a lot of people have the criterion channel
1: that's a very deep cut type of channel i've tried watching movies on there i'm like this is such a
0: nathan channel <laughs> but you know? uh there it's a. Uh, they have a lot of Movies that I like, like you said, like it's a very yeah. me channel. Where it's
1: like, a cinephile's channel.
0: So, and there's plenty. Like, there's another one called Mubi, which has a lot of like. They don't have a. I mean, they do have a bigger variety than Criterion, but it's just a, I haven't really dived into what they have mm-hmm. and looked for everything. But yeah, it's on Criterion Channel. But that's all I know where it's at. You could probably rent it on Amazon, or no? Don't rent it on Amazon because. Criterion Channel restored that movie. And if you rent it on Amazon, it's going to be terrible quality. Because on Criterion, it's, they uh, did it in uh, 2K, which is better than 1080. But yeah. it's not fucking... I don't have a 4K TV, so it doesn't man, matter.
1: Man, most people don't. So, they say they do, but it's not real.
0: But, um, which, I'm not going to buy 4K anything unless I have a 4K player, a 4K movie, and a 4K HDMI cable, and a 4K TV. Like, yeah. Yeah, People
1: think they're like, oh, you don't need that. No, you do, guys. We went to Best Buy and sat in a room. Yeah. I watched. Where everything was 4K. I
0: watched Tenet in 4K, and it was the best thing I've ever it seen. It was
1: literally me. hypnotizing. It was thought. better
0: than seeing it in theaters. It, it was
1: almost not 3D, but I felt yeah, like you, I could you,
0: touch you their face. You noticed the difference. It and I watched the that sound? Show. It was insane. Like, watching Tenet, that little snippet, because we watched one scene of mm-hmm. Tenet at that that little studio, whatever that little room was. The test room. And it was amazing. Yeah. And like, And I saw that, like I said, I saw that shit in theaters. Like, I saw this, I saw it at the Arizona Center on 70 millimeter. Yeah. And. Whatever that means. That was better. The test room was w- way better. What
1: does 70 millimeter mean? They
0: actually used the film reel. They, it's not a digital screening like every movie theater does. It was the actual.
1: How did they get that?
0: I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. Oh. He, you know? So, so he
1: ha- he has like... Yeah. He's like Jay-Z, because Jay-Z does all his albums on uh, Real to Real.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, yeah, when... If so he you...
1: shot the movie on film. Yeah.
0: All Christopher Nolan movies are on film.
1: Oh. That's why his budgets are so, like,
0: grandiose. That is crazy. Yeah, all his films, like...
1: His films are
0: on film? Yeah, there's no way. there's I mean, he's Christopher Nolan, you know? Same thing with Tarantino. All his movies are on film, but in order to see them on film, you have to go to a specific screening. Like you got to look it up, and so I mean that's what I did for Tenet. When what the,
1: did they send it around? Or there's copies of the film, or they send the original, or they wouldn't send the master around. That'd be insane. No, that, they, that's they send millions of dollars. Yeah,
0: they send copies to like certain theaters that, like That'll across the world. That. Yeah, but not every theater has it. Like Arizona the Center had, obviously. That's where I saw it.
1: Did, was it a big difference in like you can any tell. Other yeah.
0: I mean like if you know it's like being a, a audiophile. Yeah. It's like you can hear it but like if you're an average listener of music then you it's music it sounds good you yeah. know what I mean but you when you see it and look for it and you like know you're watching it then it's like oh shit like that's what makes it better kind of thing. Yeah. So
1: I am visually stimulated so I am I do want to watch Mortal Kombat with you tonight so you can show me what you mean by, like, anamorphic Oh, the anamorphic lens. lens.
0: We were watching The Neon Demon, and, and uh, that was shown on am- Anamorphic too. What does uh, that mean? That was What's
1: The Neon sweet. Demon?
0: Sweet. Elle movie, movie uh, Fanning. Dakota Fanning's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. He's a German director.
1: Is it an action movie or something?
0: It's, like, a suspenseful, like, horror. Mm-hmm. It's not even, like, really horror. It's it more just, like, psychological, yeah. Th- like, yeah. It's very, very it's ominous. Like
1: a, yeah, and it's, like, ominous to the point where there's, like, no sound.
0: It's very quiet.
1: It's, like, there's no background tracks,
0: And it's just, like, literally them, like, in the actual bathroom talking to each other. And that's what that's what makes it like. It's a great. If you haven't seen, it's free. It's yeah. free on Prime Video.
1: Kind of like The Quiet Place. People are like, "Oh, I hate that." We're like, "That movie's."
0: I haven't. I didn't watch that. A Quiet Place. I heard it was great though. Oh,
1: it one. is because it. I'm only going to give one little. No, I can't. That's a big spoiler, actually. No, wait, is it?
0: I haven't seen it. That's
1: like half the movie. I'm gonna just say it. it's on Netflix or whatever it is. I think it should be the first one. Mm -hmm. But uh, because they own it. But anyway, (laughs) uh, she has a freaking
0: baby Mm -hmm. during
1: an alien invasion where you can't make any noise. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I I think I know it's where I haven't seen what the alien or whatever monster looks like. Mm -hmm. But I know it's like if you make a noise. You know what is genius? I haven't watched it. But uh, sorry, this is a different movie. Bird Box. I haven't watched it. But I think that another
1: movie like that,
0: that concept is genius. Mm -hmm. But I haven't watched it yet. Because I heard it was bad. I don't know. I heard it was good, but then I heard it was really bad. So I don't know.
1: I think some people... I'll probably have to
0: come up with my own some,
1: opinion. I'm a person that sometimes says that where something is bad because you didn't explain enough. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm starting to realize that sometimes in cinema, like you have told me there is no no explanation
0: sometimes. like mm-hmm. that. That's why I like when you say that there's... Because it's either the story, the actual plot. Where it's a plot-driven movie, and then that's when it's bad. Where it's like, oh, that was just a bad plot, mm-hmm. or it didn't. Expl- there's plot holes, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't need it because you can drive a story or a meaning through a character mm-hmm. instead of the actual plot line. So when and you just see other shit like *Midsommar* is like that. You know what I mean? There's no crazy plot line. It's all character-driven because it's a character study, I guess. But it's it's very like you have to understand the character and put yourself in the character's shoes rather than just watch it as a watch everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why Uncut Gems literally immerses you into Howard Ratner's fucking mind and the score with it, and it's literally like the camera is on his shoulders the entire movie. Like
1: every time I watch, every time you talk about that movie, I get anxious.
0: But yeah, talking about going back to, like, watching film or watching movies on film, um, I saw... Yeah, I saw Tenet. And then... What were we were talking about before that? Before 4K? We were talking about 4K. Oh, we were yeah. talking about uh, What Happened Was. The movie called What Happened Was. How Criterion restored it in 2K. Yes. And so if you rent What Happened Was on Amazon or wherever... Uh, it won't be in good quality, but you should still watch it, w- however you can. I re- highly recommend it. And um, going b- going back to Neon Demon, we brought up Neon Demon because we were talking about anamorphic lens mm-hmm. and how there's specific elements they have where, I mean, I can't really, I'm not looking at a picture right now or anything, but I'll point it out when we watch Mortal Kombat because they do do the same, and they have this... Uh, Other movies I know shot on anamorphic is like, John. I know John Wick three, I think was or two. Now
1: now you kind of making. Now I can kind of see what you mean. If it's three,
0: I think it's three. I could
1: see why that's different. And
0: uh, Uncut Gems was shot on anamorphic. Uh, There's 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 okay.
1: There's a there is a look to it. I don't know if I wouldn't call it more clear.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a style to it. Yeah, There's a definite style to it. Because
1: the nighttime shots in John Wick 3, if it is anamorphic, mm-hmm. I always thought that was Well, there was a lot of fire, so they used fire as lighting, which was I thought was genius.
0: Can you look up the cinematographer for John Wick 3? But um yeah, John I want John Wick 3 Other movies that were shown on anamorphic? Because I was just watching Thief, the 1981. This is Michael Mann's first movie. It's on HBO Max. Dan Lauston? Dan Lauston. I don't know him. But um, I was watching Thief, and I thought it was on anamorphic because it had that same style, but it was just... Because spherical spherical lenses, that's what everyone has. Mm -hmm. But anamorphic lenses are super expensive, especially for, you know big budget cameras Mm -hmm. like they're ridiculously expensive but you know you could buy an anamorphic lens for probably like 600 bucks for like a normal camera Mm -hmm. but which is a goal of mine i found one for the camera uh that i want for 800 online and i was like that is insane that's cheap pretty much you know for a lens like that but the thing about a lens like that is that when in post you have to edit it because when you're recording with an anamorphic lens it's not a sphere it's literally like an oval so everything is stretched so in post you have to squeeze it back down to normal.
1: Now that's cool. That's what makes it difference.
0: And Stanley Kubrick was one Barry Lyndon by Stanley Kubrick is one of the first movies shot on anamorphic lens. And because Stanley Kubrick is a genius. So just like that whole how advanced freaking uh stanley kubrick was and how ahead of his time he is or timeless he is you know he um he shot barry linden on anamorphic i don't want to say eyes wide shut was because eyes wide shut is my favorite stanley kubrick movie have you seen eyes wide shut
1: i feel like i've seen a lot of movies that i don't know the name to.
0: It's with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kid. There's a million Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movies.
1: I know the characters in it, because people... Yeah, Endgame uh, was anamorphic. Mm-hmm. It's like anything with that
0: extra wide. It's a very wide lens. Very wide lens. Oh,
1: sure. <laughs> Endgame was anamorphic? I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, But instantly. Uh, no, anamorphic is the best lens that ever exists. It is. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. It
0: officially one. It really is. But um, what else did I watch? We were watching Neon Demon, which is another. How
1: would you, what, I'm sorry to cut you off, but now I'm trying to figure out. Would you have to buy something special to really get anamorphic, like, would you have to, not an extra widescreen, but should you have, like, a big, bigger TV if you want to watch something that was shot on anamorphic lens? You could probably go or maybe me. smaller like this where the pixels are.
0: If you know the movie theater. is on anamorphic before it comes out, go see it in theaters. Okay. That's the best way to 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 see the movie.
1: That's what makes Endgame like.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you like, that's why going to the movie, going to the movies again is going to be sick. Like seeing all the all the great new films coming out. Like I know Paul Tem- Paul Thomas Anderson is coming out with a movie next year. Bradley Cooper is going to be in it. Yeah, there's a lot of movies.
1: I'm just reading within just
0: the last year. Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu yeah. yeah Detective
1: Pikachu. So people are catching on to the it's hype. The new pret- that movie sucked. I Did it
0: family? What men want, just like things that
1: now movies. there's a lot of wide yeah. view.
0: Yeah, digital anamorphic. Which is probably endgame. Mm-hmm. Brightburn was digital anamorphic. Okay but when you like sometimes with the with the it depends on the director Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that was shot on Panavision Mm -hmm. and that and freaking when you look up the Hateful Eight camera Robert Richardson by the way he's the Quentin Tarantino's like executive cinematographer Mm -hmm. Robert Richardson is absolutely insane when it comes to his like lens choice because if you watch Hateful Eight and how wide that lens is It's insane how good that movie looks. And, like, because he shot it on an old-ass camera. Mm -hmm. Like, the camera they used for Hateful Eight is, like, the same shit they used uh, in, like, the 60s. It's an old-ass camera, but it looks dope as fuck. Mm -hmm. Queen of Slim, that was shot on Kodak. A Kodak camera, for sure. I I don't know, obviously, I don't know what kind of camera that's super specific, but... I know Kodak. The Kodak was shot uh they shot uh Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's anamorphic, but I know Sound of Metal was on film. And it's obvious when you watch Sound of Metal. But um what else did I watch? Uh oh, go watch What Happened Was cuz that's one of my favorite movie favorite movies that I've seen in a while or that I've seen recently. Um Oh that uh Michael B Jordan movie, the Tom Clancy one? Mhm. Is that surprises the fuck out of me. That movie I
1: actually heard that was pretty good.
0: I really liked it and I'm not an action movie person. I'm not a heavy action movie kind of guy. Mhm. But that movie was really good. And the action sequences were like they were just genius like just all the stunts were dope as fuck. They looked so dope. So, and Michael B. Jordan, I'm still, it wasn't really big, he didn't really have to act his ass off for that kind of role. Right. But, mad props to Michael B. Jordan. That's my favorite Michael B. Jordan movie is Without Remorse. The Prime, Prime original, Amazon Prime original. That was a great movie that I guess, I guess I'd recommend it because it's, I mean, It's very mainstream but it's a act it's a Tom Clancy. I just don't like Tom Clancy's type of movies. I'm not I don't I like war movies but I don't like the modern war, Mm -hmm. like Syria or even like back to like Iraq or Afghanistan kind of thing. Like I'm not like Jarhead I fuck with, but that's not a war movie. But the war is inside his mind. It's with himself. It's not the actual war. That's why Jarhead is a masterpiece. But if it's like Vietnam War and before, I fuck with it. But like everything past Vietnam War, it's like, I'm kind of good on that. I don't really want to watch like the Hurt Locker. Why not? Because that's too like close. You know Uh, what I mean? Like it's not resolved yet. Yeah, it's like I want to watch something that's like people dying from that. Like in the past, like when you fucking watch a 1917, you can like. It's history, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like this shit happened like ten, fifteen years ago. Like
1: right, like that's still so it's technically still currently happening. Yeah.
0: So it's like movies like that, like with without remorse. It was it was a made up kind of like feud, but um, it it was it's a very intense movie, and the story. I mean, obviously it's off a of book, but it's a very uh, intense like storyline and all the shit that happens is. Like, you're like, oh, shit. And just, like, he's a complete badass in that movie, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Michael B. Jordan is, so, by the way, he's sexy as fuck. I said it in the last episode, yeah. but.
1: He's, he's built for action movies.
0: He, he took off his shirt.
1: Like, deep drama roles is not his, like, Mm-mm. forte.
0: He took off his shirt in one scene. And I was like, of course, of course he took off his shirt. Like, there was no reason for him to take off his shirt, but of course he did, you know? So I was like, all right, I'll give him that one, you know? I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. But you know, it's like
1: Brad Pitt, like his shirt's always off in any movie, mm-hmm. like in Oceans. It's like, why is his shirt off? You have Rob Banks. <laughs> <laughs> why are you coming out of a pool? Like,
0: why not? There's no reason, <laughs> there's no
1: reason, it has nothing to do with this.
0: But uh, yeah, Without Remorse was pretty dope. I fucked with it, like, I put it on because I watched it with my brother, and I was, we were like, fuck it, like, might as well. Like, it's a new movie, it just came out, mm-hmm. so we played it, and we were like, wow, this was actually fucking dope. This was worth the watch. Like, if you want something that's not too, uh, like, crazy that you have to pay attention to and you're, like, too intense or anything, but you want something that you'll, like, pretty much enjoy and don't have to, like, completely pay attention to, like, you could probably check your phone, go on IG for a couple minutes, and then go back. You could watch Without Remorse. It's a pretty easy-to-watch film. So I fucked with it. Like, good job to my... I'll give Michael B. Jordan that. That's his Mm -hmm. best movie. But um I don't even know who directed it. I wanna say I don't know. But anyways, um I I read something after that he plays a dude, Michael B. Jordan, his character's name is John Kelly, I wanna say. But apparently there was a Tom Clancy movie in the nineties where John Kelly wasn't the main character, but like it was like a like a not even a supporting role. It was just like a minor character and Willem Dafoe played john kelly so like and i didn't even know tom clancy books or movies were connected
1: yeah they do he does that a lot
0: i didn't know that and so i was like oh shit like, like some
1: politician or like some little character like yeah like came into contact with each other like jack ryan mm-hmm. the
0: Jim, <laughs> the Jim mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. um
1: there's even like there's that there's multiple jack ryan's and stuff like yeah like, it's like a code name because uh there's some of all fears i think his name was jack ryan in that movie with uh, morgan freeman and uh ben affleck i'm oh. pretty sure it was it's a uh that's actually pretty anxiety inducing also hmm. it's like it's like brink of nuclear war between the united states and russia but the backdrop is a nuclear sub oh shit yeah so, did I use that correctly? The backdrop?
0: Yeah. Okay. That That's pretty solid. Like, uh...
1: Like, most of the movie, From what I remember, it's been a long time, from what I remember, most of it, and, like, the climax, is in a submarine. Okay. Like, any of the heavy decisions, all the communications, it was in a nuclear-capable sub.
0: I think... the next movie I'm gonna talk about... No one's going to relate to it. because Or I guess some people, if you're a cinephile, but it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. It's called The Killing, but it's one of his first movies. Mm -hmm. Because I I divide, like Joaquin Phoenix, I do the same thing with Joaquin Phoenix. I divide Stanley Kubrick movies with post-2001 and pre-2001. The movie 2001, not the year 2001. Mm -hmm. Because Stanley Kubrick died in 99. But... Two thousand one space odyssey came, space odyssey came out in nineteen sixty nine or nineteen sixty eight or some shit like that, and or sixty eight, and uh, and Stanley Kubrick has been around for or he was around for a long time, like I said he died in ninety nine but one of his first movies, the killing, the movie I watched came out in fifty five, so he's been around for a long fucking time, and uh, it was it's one of his black and white movies and. When I watched it, it is very, very like you can't wait for like the next scene kind of thing. Because there's always because it's planning a bank robbery, or not even a bank robbery. It's a they're robbing a uh, like a horse racing arena and all the bets and shit. Mm-hmm. And so everything that goes down. I'm gonna do spoiler alert because I want to mention the ending and how crazy it is. Right. So the so they go through with the well planned the whole like 3 quarters, 75% of the movie is them planning the robbery and there's narration and it's very like it's very like um suspenseful when they're going up to the, ro- the day of the robbery mm-hmm. and when they the day of they get away with it they do the robbery and um everyone ends up like Backing it like they get lost or they get shot or something mm-hmm. during the robbery. And one of the guys ends up with all the money. Mm-hmm. And um, he tries to flee with his wife and, and just go on a plane and fucking go away from everything. And so the, when he has the bag, he's like, I want to take this suitcase with me on the plane. And they're like, no, you can't do that. One, it's too big, and you know we already fucking got it through the system of it's gonna go in the shit under the plane, whatever, wherever they keep the baggage. And uh, he's like, no, I'm going to fucking keep this with me as a carry on. And they're like, no, you can't, you can't do that. And they're like, and he's like, all right, fuck it, like I'll just because the the suitcase is filled with all of the money. It's a shit ton of money, especially for the 1950s. You know, like if you have a suitcase full of money, you're fucking set for life. So he, uh, he gives the airport people the money, and he, they put it, you know, on the little go-kart thing, the flatbed, mm-hmm. little mini flatbed. They put the suitcase on there, and it's sitting on top, and then they're, they're on the, the little airway. And so when the guy makes a... Or the, one of the ladies at the airplane has her dog and the dog jumps out of her arms and then they goes and the guy on the little flatbed mini truck like swerves and his suitcase falls off. The suitcase busts open and then the fan from the airplane blows all the money away. And that's the end of the movie. It, but it's, it's, it's... Yeah, he's like, fuck. And then... Boom! End of movie. It's one of the best movies. That
1: irritated me so much.
0: (laughs) It's the whole movie is leading up to the bank robbery, and he gets away with the bank robbery, but then it all literally gets blown away because he he didn't plan that. He didn't even plan after it, like you know. So Mm -hmm. it's one. It's still worth the watch, and it's so when you watch heist. Not even heist movies, but when there is heist scenes in 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 movies now, Mm -hmm. you see inspiration from the killing because it's such a influential movie. I mean, obviously it's Stanley Kubrick. You know, he's one of the best of all time. Like he's top five all time for real. So it's definitely one of the best movies ever. I I watched it on Apple TV. I rented it on Apple TV. I don't know if it's free anywhere but yeah it's a fucking it was it was a great watch i watched that earlier this week but um yeah fucking going back to eyes wide shut by stanley kubrick that's my favorite stanley kubrick movie because that it sounds weird saying this but i've only seen it once so it feels like a dream you know what i mean because when you look at the theme of the movie it's Dream-like, in the way the shots are and the colors of it yes it's very like and the things that happen because it takes a course over one night and uh, people when people who know what eyes wide shut is and they haven't seen it or they seen it a long time ago or whatever all they think they think the movie is like an erotica film and it's about an orgy and it's really not There's an orgy scene, but it's not even them having sex or anything. There's just naked girls everywhere. That's it. There's no... When people say, like, oh, you want to watch a movie about an orgy? It's like... That's, like, two minutes of the movie when it's, like, two and a half hours long. Like...
1: What does Eyes Wide Shut mean? That doesn't even make any sense.
0: You gotta watch the movie to, like, really understand it. But Eyes Wide Shut is, like... The movie is about... Like people will say, like the Illuminati, but it's really like all these. What all these rich people do is they gather around in this one mansion and they have an orgy. You know, so like when you're out in public and you see these people, you know, what I mean, your eye, you can see them, but you can't say anything. You know Eyes what I
1: mean? wide shut. Okay.
0: So that's like a basic, a very. I tried to, you know, a very basic summary of the meaning. But when you watch it, it's a very like I said, dreamlike experience, because mm-hmm. I watched it last year, or or I think I watched it last year, I can't remember, but um, it's very dreamlike, and people, you know how people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which it's not, by the way, it's just on Christmas, I hate when people say it's a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. like, because Eyes Wide Shut is on Christmas, and that's not a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? So it's They like,
1: take it. They, anything that happens on Christmas is a Christmas movie. They're
0: thing. like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. And you're just trying to be like, trying to have that edge of like, oh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like, I get so mad is when people any say Christmas that. Is there
1: Christmas thing about the movie?
0: I mean, there is like Christmas lights everywhere and they use it as like a setting, like as lighting.
1: But they don't ever talk about the fact that it's Christmas.
0: The, the towards the end of the movie they're buying like their daughter a gift Christmas movie <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie at anytime
1: all. you add, anytime like anytime they're, at, they're have,
0: at the toy store and their daughter is like running around and they're talking to each other that's it that's the only reference
1: well that does suck it's a Christmas okay no it's not a Christmas
0: there's a Christmas tree like in no. their house at the beginning of the movie nope but that's literally it and then other than that there's Christmas lights like in the city and you know what I mean so if they
1: but... if they mentioned I was like if they mentioned it they're like man I don't got time for this shit on Christmas then I would say it's a Christmas if they kept <laughs> talking about it and it was like that's a part of the movie mm-hmm. I would say it's a Christmas movie mm-hmm. like oh he's like come on man it's Christmas if he said something like that like please don't blow up this city. there's like
0: corny one liners of Christmas then it's a Christmas it, movie exactly. I'll, I'll give it that yeah but
1: if he did if he would have said one time come on man it's Christmas <laughs> I would <laughs> I would
0: laugh so hard even if it was a serious line right. <laughs> I'd be like why the fuck like cause someone wrote that right and like and they were like, like they put that shit in <laughs> there they're like oh you gotta remind them it's Christmas now like, you
1: gave me like an idea of a job like I feel like I should go places when they're like I wanna become a, a writer for Scripts and just try to get it to be a Christmas movie. And they'd be like, "No, we
0: should set it on Christmas Eve," and like he just mentioned it one time, and that was Robert. And it's like it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Got it, guys. <laughs> You're like we just made history. A
1: history, right
0: there. But I was speaking of like writing movies, which is what I wanted to segue into. I was talking to my dad earlier today that um, we saw the one of the lotteries. There's like the three different numbers one of them was like 1.6 billion mm-hmm. and then we were like you know whenever you see the lottery numbers we'll and you work,
1: start spending it
0: once once you once you see it and you're in the car with somebody else you're like huh 1.6 billion what would you do with 1.6 exactly. billion
1: what are we going to spend it
0: on so it was one of those conversations the first
1: thing i always say is we like well 50% of it is gone instantaneously I'll be like the government's gonna I'm gonna give the government fifty percent of it instantly.
0: And so when someone never talked to me again. Someone told me there were like like I remember the lottery was like eight hundred million or something like that. And then someone told uh, this was in high school. They were like, Well you're only gonna get like five hundred million I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right, that sucks. I don't wanna win a lottery. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like ooh, (laughs) Like, like if bro. If I make 500 million, I'm going to make a billion like 10 years later. Like, it's what like, the hell? people
0: think they're onto something when they're like, oh, you're only going to get this much. Like, bitch, that's 500. 500- I'm happy to give <laughs> you
1: guys half of 1.6 billion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, like, we they're were are
1: like, t- how you going have your money to the government as you drive down the street and you're like, you need? And you're
0: fucking pulling off. But, uh, we. The conversation turned into, like, making movies. Cause, and I was just, like, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, I think if me and you sat down for, like, an hour a day, we could definitely come up with, like, the wildest movie ever. Because the way my dad's mind works, I know I could probably unlock some shit if we just, like, tried to make a movie instead of, like... Because one time me and my dad came up with a sequel to Training Day, and it was pretty dope. It wasn't crazy or anything, but it was, like, pretty clever. But it was, like, you know how... um, Here's the... uh, Should I say the idea?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Uh, Well, because, you know, what if If it's, like... You
1: don't have any money. You can't produce it. That's true.
0: (laughs) But this is on record, so I came up with it. I'll I'll say it now, but... You still can't. Know that if it happens, I don't care about money. I don't want money from it. I came up with it first. So it would probably never happen. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... So Training Day, obviously for I mean if you haven't seen it you're fucking missing out. But yeah, like Denz, Denzel gets shot up at the end of the movie and the, the the sequel was going to be John David Washington playing his son, Alonzo Harris's son in the movie. And it's about him becoming a cop and then he has like a reputation of his dad being like a crooked cop and then he's trying to like redeem himself and then like ethan Hawke's character from training day is like ends up being his partner and like shit like that it's very corny sequel but it was like
1: like end of watch instead of a crooked cop
0: yeah instead of a crooked cop it's like his son like john david literally in real life and in the movie did he have
1: a son in a movie yeah Mm -hmm. he couldn't have john david washington then it had to be somebody who's me. But he was
0: a little kid, though.
1: It had to be somebody who's half Latin, because it was, uh, what's her name? Eva Mendes. Mm-hmm. But, um... That's still, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, John David Washington would be super dope. For, like, the... It's because the, it's the fact that it is... It's his it's, real son. That would bring in people just because. For, John David for Washington... Reduced, for production purposes.
0: <laughs> I, he needs to make more movies, because he's only done three and they're all solid movies. They're I'm not... pretty
1: sure he's probably done more. You just don't know about him.
0: What else has he done? I think he's only starred in three.
1: Because he starred in three, but they said that for the longest time he didn't like do a lot of stuff because of who his dad was.
0: Like what else was he in, Menda? Because he did Malcolm and Marie. He did Black Klansman, and he did Tenant. He was in
1: Ballers. He was in Malcolm
0: X. As a little ass kid. So it's all, like, TV shows. Mm-hmm, yeah. But as far as, like, feature films, he's...
1: That's that's it's only three. So I like, just didn't want it to seem like, he just came out of nowhere. And, like, I wanted to oh, point no. out the fact that he's, like, been trying to not be his dad for the mm-hmm. longest time.
0: Like, he was in the NFL. He was? He was a, he was a running back, yeah. Really? He, he for the Rams. He was a running back. He wasn't a starter. He was, like, on the practice squad, I think.
1: That's literally, like, you just said with, uh the lottery. It's like, he was still in the NFL. Like, he was good.
0: hmm Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hmm oh! Yeah, he's cold. And signed with the Rams.
1: Black as hell.
0: But, yeah, John David Washington, he needs to be in more movies because the three he has that he starred in are solid movies. Like, Tenet was really, Tenet was great. Black Klansman was great. Malcolm and Marie was good, I guess, you know? It was just... I don't want to say it was too art house, because, you know, who am I to... Like, you know, me of all people saying too art house is pretty glass, wild.
1: That's rock, that's throwing glass, whatever that thing is called, you know what I'm trying to say. Rock in a glass house? Yes.
0: But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, saying... Like, Malcolm and Marie was weird because it was the when you think about the story where it's a black director and and obviously his black wife and how they're, they they mention the struggle of being in entertainment or showbiz or whatever but the director is white like writing all this stuff and it's like yo like I'm not saying don't write about it but it's just like you know what I mean it's very like weird or like off-putting of like 'cause i I didn't know who uh directed it before I saw it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I was like, it's weird how many references that there are of like that. It's like, yeah, cool for like mentioning all that and the struggle, but it's like one, everybody pretty much gets it because it's in every movie, but it's like it's also weird when you made like these other movies full of like not I don't wanna say full of white people, but it's just like have nothing to do with that black experience, but mm-hmm. now you go to this one movie and talk about it and, like, rave about it, I guess. But one, and also, I think his name is Sam Levinson. Mm -hmm. He wrote it, and I feel like it was just him trying to get his shit off. Because when you watch the movie, it's, like, him trying to, like, talk shit about something that might have actually happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, maybe him trying to talk shit to his ex or whatever. Because in Malcolm Marie, the story is about them coming back from a premiere because John David Washington in the movie... Is a director and he made a movie and it premiered at a festival. And then the movie starts when they come back home from it. And so Zendaya is mad because she, uh, he didn't mention her in the speech at the end. And so, and that's their start of their argument. And then, because she's mad because the movie he made, the, the movie that premiered, was about her like off her life cuz she used to be an addict and homeless and shit and that's mm-hmm. what the movie was about. And then he tries saying, "Oh, um, you know, that movie isn't just about you. It's like a combination of all these girls I've been with, you know. This trait about the girl is from her, and this trait from the girl is from the other girl, and that's just from you." Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's why I didn't like it. It's just them. It's redundant. It's very it's just them arguing the entire Time, which is you can get shit from that, like you know, like it's very real. Of like, there's a there's a scene in the movie where they're 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 kind of calming down from the environment from calming down from the argument, and then they go in the bedroom and they're about to like you know get it on, and then um once they're about to start like getting on like taking off their clothes whatever, John David Washington he's like I'm gonna go take a piss I'll be right back, and after an argument when you leave the room. You can see her like remember the argument, and go back to like being mad at him, and you're like, oh fuck, all because he had to take a piss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it would have been good if you know, if you kept going. Just sucked it up, dude. Yeah. So it's just like
1: you're do the job. It's supposed to do.
0: <laughs> so it's just like, that's what I thought was like, I was mad at that scene, but like that scene was so real. Like if you leave the room. And she goes right, you can see it in her face, where she goes right back to being mad at him. Like, just, like, you could see that flip, that switch flip. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, fuck, like, now they're mad again. They're going to keep arguing. And so that's the whole movie is, like, some shit happens or she thinks about some shit and they argue again. Like, it's just, that's the whole movie. But it's good, but then there's parts of it that I hate, if that makes sense. So it was a good movie, but it was just, they really. DJ Khaled out. Yeah, they were really forcing, like this, to be a whole argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So
1: it could have been like a thirty-minute short.
0: Yeah, it could have been a short film easily, but it's whatever. I I like the cinematography in it. The black and the choice of being in black and white mm-hmm. is really dope, and very like because for because there was a whole like group of people who hated Malcolm and Murray. <laughs> and there's a group of people who love Malcolm and Murray. and then people who love it say to the people who hate it they're like oh you guys just don't have the patience for watching a black and white movie it's like no this movie fucking sucked mm-hmm. kind of thing because I can see why it sucked That's
1: why like only cinephiles are arguing about it
0: yeah for, for sure yeah. <laughs> i was like i
1: was like nobody else this was this not shit. a
0: mainstream movie at, no, all,
1: so. at all everybody was like oh marie's coming out and then i never heard anything else about
0: yeah, it yeah you, all you saw was the trailer and the posters and shit and yeah, then after was
1: so hyped for it and i never
0: heard. once anything. it came out i heard nothing but i did read you know the reddits and mm-hmm. everything and twitter and i feel like that movie the people who love that movie is like 17-year-old girls of like, oh, this is what a toxic relationship is like. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: and so like if you're it's
1: like you have no idea what a relationship
0: is. So if you're a teenage girl and you watch that's that hilarious. movie and you love it, it's cuz it has Zendaya. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, this is such the a portrait of a of a failing toxic relationship and they're just not good." It's like that's not what the movie is about at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're arguing, but Marriages in marriage, they argue like this is just an argument, you know they they're married they're I'm pretty sure they're married, yeah oh, snap. so when like when they're arguing, they're not saying anything about breaking up, they're not saying they're just arguing about that what happened, mm-hmm. so like when people are like, it's a toxic relationship, like no, they're arguing about some shit that happened because he fucked up, mm-hmm. and so. Like, but the, what I loved about it is Zen, like, the acting is crazy. The, like, Zendaya killed it and John David Washington killed it. That's why I love them. They really made If it was anyone else, terrible. I would have hated it. But they had some crazy, like, monologues. Zendaya had some crazy monologues because, like, I, I, I think I mentioned it, mentioned it in the last episode. How, you know, how I said she was an addict and John David Washington made a movie about it. So when Zendaya said, You take all you are. You take my life and make it this beautiful thing and this piece of art. But I live with the shitty parts because she lived that shit. So it's like when she went on a whole fucking rant and I was like, damn, like, that's crazy." It was like the lighthouse if it was a black couple. Did you you
1: did they were the shots of the monologue really good?
0: Yes, there was like when they're like, the 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 camera movement of when they were like paced or they would walk her to a different part of the room. It was very like because like you can tell they the architect of the house. It was literally I mean obviously it was it was made to where they can get a good shot from every mm-hmm. angle. Mm-hmm. So like that's what they do with Parasite, where like the house they live in and they all move into it's literally the house is so beautifully built that like it's literally obviously it was made to have a movie shot in the in the house and it's the same thing with Malcolm and Marie where it's like like they planned of like she's going to stand right here and the camera's going to move and while she walks to and it was just there's some great shots of like even while they're still so or like it's one of those movies where um, it's like that. There's this 1963 movie, High and Low. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese movie, but I showed you guys it. Yes. Where it's like you can. It's the same thing with Malcolm Marie, where you can pause it at any moment in the movie, and it would be a great picture. Like it's it, it's that good of a of a cinematography in Malcolm Marie, but I feel like it could have been better the, mm-hmm. as a as a movie, and it, it would have actually been popular, and people would have wanted to watch it. But I feel like it's because it's in black and white and it's because it's you know like a very art house movie and i said it in the last episode it's very like film schoolish yeah like but the thing is sam levinson is not a new director so it's weird for him to make a movie this like i guess amateur looking or like it looks like a student is trying to like go like you know talk his shit basically in a in a movie but it's just like it's so Maybe it was the budget. It's so art house. I mean, it was a Netflix original, you know? You was two point five million.
1: That's not a lot That's of money. not a lot at all. That's not a lot of money and at all. Shot oh yeah, most of that is spent on like mm. a lot of movies fell short. You can tell that was Malcolm and Marie like that? Were there some parts where you're like it picked up, and then it was like this might have been shot during quarantine. Like,
0: no, the whole movie was in quarantine. Oh well, Wonder
1: Woman in 1984, you can kind of <laughs>
0: see. Yes, I want
1: to bring that Very up. Very. It, it was like, oh, 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 oh,
0: And you're like, oh, disappointed. Wait a minute, oh,
1: wait a minute. Yeah. like you no, know, like you, you took Molly. You're like, it, you
0: almost had it, like yeah, you that, were right there. That's how I felt I the whole, like a woman. the whole time. I was right
1: there, and then I didn't get it. <laughs>
0: The whole time watching Wonder Woman 84, I was like, oh shit, this is dope. And then it kind of like flattens out. And
1: you could just see, I was like, man, that COVID just can't. What do you really think that COVID, yeah, right? Is that Kool-Aid? Oof. What is that? Oof. Watermelon. That is like a liquid Jolly Rancher. Sheesh. Don't shake your head. That's not a
0: <laughs> She's like, yeah.
1: Like, that is awful. It's sugar. It's like That's sugar.
0: That's all sugar. Oh, yeah, it's not even stirred. Like, you can see it divided.
1: Yeah, I can see the high fructose corns are floating around in
0: it. <laughs> but anyways. What do
1: you think that COVID really did to the movie... Industry as a because it's never going to be the same again. Ob- yeah,
0: I think obviously it interrupted the creative process mm-hmm. of like the limitations and having to follow the rules. And like Wonder Woman '84 is the worst victim of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Very clear that something happened in the middle of that movie. And like, not the story, but the shooting of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's very, very
1: still moments, very like there weren't a lot of people. It goes from like. She's fighting in a mall to like there's only 3 people I maximum. Hate,
0: what I hated about Wonder Woman 84 is that there was no ending fight and like no. climactic fight. It's like she just talked to him and was like, "Hey, this is bad what you're doing." And, and then I that was it.
1: because I think they had to switch it to that because they couldn't fight. I don't think they could really like it's stupid. they probably didn't let them get close to each other cuz oh man, cuz what
0: I will what sorry, what I will say about Wonder Woman 84, Kristen Wiig, killed it. Killed it. She killed that role.
1: Because I'm sitting here watching Ghostbusters and I'm like, You were Chitara? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I, you played the fuck out. You were a bad. Like, you were almost sexy. Like, yes. it was almost like. You're you like, damn. Some sex appeal. Kristen,
0: Kristen Wiig kind of bad.
1: Yeah, she had. she came in with the bad girl energy. I was like, oh, okay. This is like some like. You do this with your husband behind the scenes type mm-hmm. shit. Like you really brought. Yeah, to I was like,
0: damn, Kristen, with like. Yeah, hey. like. But another movie I saw that I think was shot in quarantine was uh the Little Things, the new Denzel movie, mm-hmm. and Rami Malek, which I'm not sold. I don't think Rami Malek is as good of an actor that people say he is because he did like he played Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. in Bohemian Rhapsody. He played. He was in the Little Things and. I don't know what else he did. I can't think. He was in Mr. Robot, the show. I never watched it, but
1: I see him in another movie and I really like oh, him. Oh, he's it.
0: in The Master, which is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie from like 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. But he's like a minor character, but Remy Malik is I in a the museum. Yes, he's Caesar, right? Or some shit like that. He's also in Twilight. And
1: Need for he is in Twilight. Is he in Is and he in Doolittle. Is he not in... Never
0: mind. But yeah, Remy Malik, I don't think he's as good as an actor that people say he is. Because at least in The Little I Things... I think
1: he's just handsome.
0: He's pretty handsome.
1: I think that's what he's a... He had that kind of like... I thought he was in that movie in Time. That's what I was thinking. He wasn't in End
0: Time. No. He, that makes sense, though. Yeah, that I seems
1: see him in a suit for some reason. That seems like
0: that. a movie he would be in. Yeah. But um, Remy Malik, that movie... I saw that in theaters as well. But it wasn't a crazy movie. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I guess I wouldn't recommend it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it was a good watch, yeah. But it's like, I don't think I'd be like, yo, you need to see the little things. Yeah. But Denzel is Denzel. You know what I mean? And uh, what's his name? The fucking other guy. Um. He's in Blade Runner 2049. He's a bad guy. Fuck, what's his name?
1: He's a bad guy? Yeah. I can't remember. The
0: bad guy in twenty forty. his eyes are... Fuck. I don't know his name. Can you look up the little things, Menda? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Chris Gower? No, no, no. Uh, Not Remy Mellon. No, wait, are you looking up the right movie? Jared yes. Denzel- Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I can't believe I forgot his name. I'm
1: about name. to say I was like, how did you forget that? What band was he in?"
0: Thirty Seconds to Mars.
1: Oh, okay. They're not a band anymore.
0: I don't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I only I I ask that because Jared Leto is
1: good, and I'm like, I don't think that that dude's ever going back to whatever. He oh was no,
0: uh, fuck no. He's a <laughs> solid actor, dude.
1: I was like, you that movie. He's been he's around been for a, a minute, the, dude.
0: dude. Matthew oh, McConaughey.
1: Yeah, the, the, the little things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah did watch that movie what did you
0: think i loved it it was like good right but it's like there's something i feel like there was something missing it was a good movie There was a there was a weird like twist but not twist yeah i
1: did
0: there was like something missing from it it was a good watch but it's not a
1: plot hole they didn't explain something about
0: the the bonnet or whatever
1: yeah like the red thing they didn't explain whether or not denzel washington ever caught the dude that they were talking about or did he do i took that as he just needed he knew what it's like to not have closure and he just gave him closure yeah and that was it and i was like well that's bullshit did, did because dude, he did, didn't really did...
0: catch him yeah.
1: yeah i was like so those was... nobody got justice
0: There was no. I was like,
1: you murdered an innocent guy, and now that's justice. Like,
0: yeah, because maybe
1: that's the point of the movie, like making people guilty in your mind. Like, as much as you want it to be them, there is, there are rules. There's law, and there's. But Rami Malik wanted Rami, 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 Rami.
0: Rami, I say Rami. I'm pretty sure it's Rami Malik. I say Rami or Rami. Say Rami. Rami.
1: (laughs) Rami. He did something wrong. Yeah. You did something illegal. And And you, so
0: did Denzel. That was the same thing. And
1: now you're two cops. Do- exactly. You're two cops. The movie, t- I don't know if that was a bad time, but it was just like, oh, it's about cops doing more illegal <laughs> shit than like covering up for each other underneath this bullshit code of like blue and protect each other cuz we're doing it for the greater good. It's like Denzel Washington shot an innocent girl who they were looking for, mm-hmm. and Rami Malik killed a creepy dude with a beer belly. Because he looked like a pedophile doesn't mean he is one.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can't just go killing people. Then he says stuff, and he got underneath your skin. Yeah, that he was much. definitely
0: underneath his skin for sure. He got
1: under your skin that much,
0: and he Rami Malik killed him at the end of the movie, and then but Rami Malik still didn't know if it was him, but he's just like has a guilty conscience of he killed this dude and he doesn't even know if he did it or not. And then Denzel Washington showed him, there's a little red bonnet thing where it was like part of the victim. Mm -hmm. And that's what they were looking for was a red bonnet. And Denzel Washington gave him the red bonnet and you're like, oh fuck, and then you think like, oh fuck, Denzel, it is him, it was him. Mm-hmm. But then there was a twist where you found out Denzel just Denzel bought-
1: goes back home and burns a pack of it barrettes.
0: was yeah it was a pack of beret yeah that he bought from bar- the like convenience yeah it was for. a brand new red he one he
1: burned all the clothes he burned it was another it was like because he lives way out in the middle yeah. of like. Because that's what you do when you do something illegal. Everybody knows that. You yeah, go he lives like, in the
0: middle of nowhere.
1: Bumfuck nowhere. And that's that's your penance. Almost worse than jail is like being right next to society. Mm-hmm. Not worse than jail. Because you can always <laughs> just give up. Yeah. But it is pretty like self-imposed exile is pretty like hard on the mental.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like I can go back anytime I want to. There's like, but I can't if I show up. That's what they hate. Everybody hated him. When he showed up, they all hated him. Mm -hmm. They're like, why are you here? And it wasn't, I thought it was because he was a bad cop. And it's like, no, because y'all don't want him here because y'all did something illegal. Mm -hmm. So you're afraid he's just going to like show up and say something wrong. And now all of y'all are going to get in trouble. Like, ugh, it was sick. I hate that protective (laughs) blue. I watched that movie. Blue Lives Matter. I watched (laughs) that fucking, I watched the second shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Slept on Storyline.
0: I didn't watch it.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's a movie with Christian Bale. He's a he's some kind of fucking, like, douchebag rich
0: kid. Christian Bale. I'm Christian Bale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's some douchebag rich kid of, like, some either mafia guy or some businessman in New York or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're at some fancy, smashy club. Mm-hmm. And Mackay Pfeiffer is there. Oh, what? Yeah. So McKay, and he's with his white girlfriend. Oh, shit. So he's like, so Christian Bale basically does where, where is he from?
0: Christian Bale? Yeah. Oh, Wales.
1: They probably say stuff like this where they're from. But he was like, hey, yo, homeboy. he was doing racist shit. Oh, he was doing
0: that voice switch stuff.
1: Yeah, he was like, yo, homeboy. Yo, what's good, bro? I You want some Hennessy? You want some Crown Royal?
0: I work with some dude who does that. Fight th- him. If there's a black dude around, he'll be like, yo, 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 what's up? Like, like, yo, where the fuck did that come from? I would
1: have been like, don't do that. <laughs> That's it. But anyway, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Keep going. <laughs>
1: So, Makai Pfeiffer takes a and I'm going to tell you, this movie is made in 2001, I think. So, go fucking rent it on. The
0: TV. Samuel, ja- what are you there, talking about? The
1: Samuel actor, there's three shafts.
0: Because there's that new one that came out that a couple of years one. ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is I had to I watched the first two just so I could see is <laughs> that I was like is this yeah. a remake? But no, they're all
0: linear. Like yeah,
1: it's a very like it's almost like Jack Ryan. You find out it's it's just his last name. It's a name. It's like James Bond. So Shaft is Samuel Jackson's uncle. The Shaft from the sixties is Samuel. The seventies is Samuel Jackson's uncle.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And then Samuel Jackson is another chef who's just taking over you know he's just it just in the goes family on, business. okay, yeah. and then the son he's not a cop, mm-hmm. but it some kind of he gets mixed up in it somehow he works for the f b i that's what he does, okay, and you know cops hate feds mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> so said in the movie, McConaughey Pfeiffer takes a napkin, cuts holes in it, and throws the napkin over Christian Bell's head, yeah. And he's like, now you look like you're like at home. And everybody uh, in the club starts laughing. Christian Bell goes outside and beats him upside the head with the velvet rope thing that oh, you shit, yeah. and cracks his head open and Makai Pfeiffer gets bleeding on the brain, ends up having a seizure, and then
0: dies. What the fuck?
1: And Christian Bale gets found innocent.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. That's wild. But there's Damn, a whole other part of the movie. But that. that's
1: like... That's not even a spoiler because that's the beginning of the movie. All of that happens like the first 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of starts the, how Saffy becomes a P.I. Mm-hmm. Like he no longer becomes a... He's not a cop anymore. He's like, I'm a, I, like, fuck y'all. Because that's why I brought that up because that's again about the law. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes bad guys get away with stuff. Yeah. That's... Just how it is, mm-hmm. so that's why I like the little things because it was like, those are bad guys, mm-hmm. those cops are bad guys, not not Jared Leto, mm. you guys are the bad guys because you did something wrong, yeah, and you keep doing it wrong, mm-hmm. just because you want something to be doesn't mean it is, yeah, and I think that's why I like the little things. I hated the fact that they were cops covering each other up,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was supposed to be like this beautiful like band of brothers <laughs> nonsense, yeah, but. I don't like that. Because in the, and I hate to always bring it I didn't, the military. Yeah, but. I
0: didn't bring it I don't look at it as the cops like Band of Brothers thing. I just look at it as this guy who feels bad for another guy going through the same trauma that he did, so he's trying to give him like I said, give him closure. Right. So he doesn't end up feeling like he's been living his whole life.
1: But that trauma, the only thing I don't like and I see it that way, but yeah. it, that you have to take the cop part into it. Of a, a part of the story because mm-hmm. their trauma, a cop's trauma, affects other people around them. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're just a person, like, let's say you're an addict, your trauma affects your family, our whole family, yeah, but it affects your family, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In that movie, who was affected, Denzel Washington. That doctor and her family, yeah. The fucking other dude, the sheriff who became the where, yes,
0: yeah, He got the mort or the the autopsy girl yes. to cover for him,
1: and then uh, the family of the girl who got shot mm-hmm. is like, I mean, they got closure, but she didn't die from a, a, a serial killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she got shot. So then, so then, Ra- Rami Malik, his fucking family is a victim of this because essentially nobody ever thinks this far, but it's like, that never is going to go away in your head. You're going to turn into Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And once his children go to college, he's going to turn to Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why I had to take the cop part into Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, consideration because of their trauma is so like, it, it blows up around them. Yeah, Like the whole, everybody gets affected by it. His wife.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think that's why he gave him that closure is that he doesn't want that to ruin him. Mm-hmm. So he just ended it right there so he doesn't want it to affect his family and right. his everything.
1: But you still killed a man and you'll yeah. never forget that. But that's what, what I like, mean. Like that's that how, like, the way
0: I view it is him like giving him closure. Even if you gave him closure before it's, it's like, too late. He
1: still got underneath your skin, dude. He said a bunch of stuff that made mm-hmm. you so mad that you lashed out.
0: But to make him feel like he, quote-unquote, did, did the right thing. Did the right thing, thing
1: exactly.
0: So... You like you can view it either way. You can if you want, yeah. but like I
1: would say you did the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, he did do the right. wrong it thing. It was illegal. Yeah. You were judged during an execution. When execution you
0: look at it as a an audience member, yeah, Yeah. he did the wrong thing. But because you, wanted, but when you, you put, wanted
1: it to be Gerald Leto. I wanted it to yeah, be Gerald Leto. Because I wanted him to be right. I was yeah. like, please be right. Mm-hmm. That's what pissed me off at the end with the bow Red thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because now you- Like, they didn't it. have to do that. They yeah. could have
0: ended it right there where it was the red thing. And so- that would have been like, oh, it was Jared Leto; he did it. But then they had to show Denzel. But
1: that Denzel part didn't make it
0: real. It, it ma- became
1: it took it from being a movie to, to like like, oh, it was him the whole time. Wrong. Like you did but something it, wrong. But it
0: made it to where you know Denzel is the bad guy mm. for playing everybody. Mm.
1: Denzel Washington was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. The entire the movie. entire
0: movie he did he you know he did something wrong but the power of the story is you make you even his failure
1: was pushing him to be up in this yeah business. like
0: when when you're watching the movie the story makes you root for him and you're mm-hmm. like he you know he's a good soul mm-hmm. but he never did the right thing i mean he never did the right thing but you know his intentions and you know what he's trying to do you know that he's a good person but he's just trying to, you know, do the right thing, and maybe it's the same. It is the same thing with what he did with Rami Malik to where, yeah, it's not the right thing to do, but his intention is like he doesn't want him they to need, end up they like need him. They need you
1: in L.A. You mm-hmm. need to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. because you're a good cop, and mm-hmm. I like the fact that it wasn't like modern. It was what the '80s, '70s.
0: I think it was like the '80s. Yeah, but then, '80s
1: movies are some of my favorite movies. because I feel like that was like wasn't that prime serial killer time. Was that the that was the
0: seven early seventies. Yeah, fucking that shit was popping. That shit was pretty dope. Like, was was, was
1: there ever a case study about that? Why there were so many serial killers around that time? Or do you think
0: it was LSD? I think it was drugs and everything. And like fucking Charles. I mean, Charles Manson was in the CIA, and he got all these people to do LSD and fucking kill people and get them in trouble. But uh, one thing I want to really talk about I wanted to start with this but I w- I told you the other day yeah the other day I uh watched Fast and Furious 8 <laughs> and
1: I saw the previews for Fast 9 I'm so f- excited fucking ridiculous It's going to be awful
0: the fact that John Cena is in the fucking movie it's Could an. It gets
1: better. And it's p- supposed
0: to be Dom Toretto's brother.
1: It gets better sense. and better as it goes along. Han is back for God knows what reason. He got blown up. There's no <laughs> way you can survive that. His car blew up with nitrous.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: And now Han is back. I love it. I cannot
0: it, wait. It is insane. It is. It, it bothers me that it is happening. We're on a ninth movie.
1: Top five moments in Fast and Furious history. Pulling the helicopter Ugh. and the chain to the tow truck. Moving a torpedo.
0: <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous.
1: Jumping 400 feet into a canal from cars.
0: <laughs> Fuck. What else? What else happened?
1: Uh, in Brazil, the 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 safe. The sa- those the that was. I'll give I, you that. I that. Did that. That's really good. I'll give like, you that. That's dope. Like clearly never possible. No, but I not l- at all.
0: Loved it. I loved that. That was one of my Fast Five is not bad at all. No, like Fast Five was when I stopped to be honest. Because and then
1: whatever the fifth moment is going to be in Fast Nine, whatever ridiculous moment it is it's going to be because I can't remember eight. Being anything too over the top, it actually was kind of. Like I took story notes. Story driven.
0: I took notes while I <laughs> while I watched.
1: It was actually kind of story driven. Like,
0: oh no, 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 no. I remember. Let me the tell you. Let me tell you the fifth fucking moment in Fast and Furious. Oh my god! I, I was watch it so now. mad. This is. Oh my god! This is getting me mad right now, dude. Do you know what happened in the beginning of Fast and Furious Eight? It was fucking Vin Diesel racing the Cuban guy with his cousin's car that was a beater, you know, it was nothing special. And he was like, it's not about what's in the under the hood, it's about who's behind the wheel. And so fucking Vin Diesel rips off the bumpers, the fenders, the hood, the doors, and he's like, Gimme the fucking nos and Letty gives him and it hooks it up and everything. And fucking Vin Diesel beats this guy with like a supercharged car. The engine is on fire and it, the fucking car is about to blow up. And he wins the race driving backwards with the fucking car on fire. Are you kidding me? I just got hard. I was... <laughs> I just got hard. Oh. oh my God. The engine Keep is... the 80s alive. The ridiculous action scenes... Are American as it gets. (laughs) The engine I wrote down in my notes. Engine is on fire and he wins the race backwards. I officially consider. I don't
1: know. I'm not going to say I officially consider. I never thought about Samoans being American (laughs) until I saw the Pacific American. Until I saw The Rock pull a helicopter and a tow truck together, and I said, "I need to go to Samoa tomorrow." Usos, Usos. (laughs) Ever since I saw his cousins at WWE, the Twins.
0: Oh, the Uso brothers? Yeah,
1: and then the guy from uh, The Handsome Dude, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, they're American as shit. I love it.
0: Another note I took for Fast and Furious 8, it says, Action from the very jump for no reason. Can't just be cool. Had to be action right away. (laughs)
1: They they set the tone for the movie already. You're it's like, just
0: fucking action. Let's go. We're like we're just gonna let you know. There's explosions, backwards cars, you know everything, and then even like it calms down. Oh, there's a mission. You gotta do the mission. You gotta get your gang together, and then don't even show the mission. Fucking, they're running away from the cops right now. They're they're, it's like are you. <sighs> It's kinda of like super it's like not Superman,
1: like Spider-Man. Like they skipped over all the nonsense. We don't need to see the bite. We don't care about the bite, man. We know we know Uncle Ben's dead. We know he's dead. Let's just go ahead we do we don't need to see the plan. Uh, no. We don't need Tyrese's little stupid moments <laughs> during the planning. We don't need to see that.
0: Fucking Roman Pierce. Oh man. That's what your son is. He was afternoon. a
1: fucking funniest in
0: too fast too furious
1: no no he was kind of more serious he was funny but i oh, really liked him in like the seven? later ones yeah was it seven when they were doing the, when the they, barbecue
0: uh, when they were doing the barbecue
1: that was funny
0: where he was like how he the like oh, oh how'd the baby oh, and the rock was like oh, oh how your big ass forehead <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious the rock is funny bro yeah but um, another note I took, Charlize Theron has dreads in the beginning. So they kind of... over Everyone overlooked that. She's so. African. Jesus. Oh, she is from Africa. Okay. But
1: <laughs>
0: but she's also white. So. But
1: she, yeah, she's very white.
0: Oh, and the note I took, I already said it. No explanation of the mission and no mission either. They just fucking go to the action sequence. Yeah,
1: but guess what happens? Then it's like... Who's this person?
0: And guess who it is? It's fucking... Um, it's Dom. And he like... It's all about loyalty and then Dom is like not loyal.
1: Exactly! For seven
0: <laughs> movies! He's been talking about the fucking family. Another thing I put is that they defeat all logic by the excuse of they have advanced technology. Yes, they just, like... Advanced
1: technology <laughs> trumps everything. <laughs> you don't have to have...
0: You don't need to explain it. It's not science
1: fiction, Is real life. Like How the fuck the did they get in
0: this high-security building, advanced technology? Mm, yeah. Like, you don't have to even think... The this.
1: Asian guy is smart, and he <laughs> so, got them in there.
0: And they're, like...
1: What type of government money Yeah. The, the, the Rock is funded by...
0: When Jason Statham, when Hobbs and Shaw are locked up in the jail and then they get out of the prison it's like how did they get it advanced technology it's like all right, like you can't even argue against that because it's like ugh i was so mad like how did they do that and then i always thought advanced technology they have but it you
1: know what the crazy part of cheating, that dude. is it is not it is kind of cheating
0: they wrote it you look it up a lot of that stuff no but exists. When, but when they wrote it they're like let's give them the best technology so they can do fucking anything and we can get away with ever what we want to put in the movie like, we can have this flying thing, and they can have cameras and every single thing. They have it, so now we can do anything. Right. It's right. like, you're cheating. You're writing all this shit into I, the movie. My, oh, the
1: only part that I laugh at in all of those movies, I'm like, most of these missions that you guys are doing takes, like, <laughs> 72 military personnel to pull off. And there's... None of you are college <laughs> graduates. And they just know cars. Are, yeah, you guys are just these regular... The government has said... Has deemed you guys the best drivers in the world. The government has.
0: Drivers. Not like gunmen or not... But you
1: know who you need to thank for that?
0: Not, these movies wouldn't exist
1: without Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. because every, He was a cop in the movie. Nobody ever... But see, people skip over Fast and the Furious 4. He was an FBI agent in Fast and
0: mm-hmm, Furious That's way. right. So His... that's
1: how the U.S. government got involved. Yeah. Of, and that's how um, The Rock
0: kind of... So it
1: is absurd, but it's like, yeah, they do know about them, though.
0: They did uh, segue into it.
1: Yeah, they were like, hey, man, these guys have gotten away from us a lot. And they've stolen a lot of stuff. So maybe we should do like do dirt with them. But then Paul Walker says, fuck that, I'm going to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets
0: What does it say? It says Dom infiltrates a base in Russia to use the EMP device to disable their security and to disable a nuclear submarine enabling Cypher to hijack it and attempt to use its arsenal to trigger a nuclear war. What the fuck? This is Fast and Furious. Dominique like, Toretto ugh.
1: is a national treasure, and I'm saying it right here. Dominique Toretto is a national treasure, and he, he's not the hero. No, oh, no. Somebody just said, I just heard somebody say it. They were like, it's basically Triple X. We just <laughs> have... <laughs> they said it's Triple X, and he just has a bunch of friends now. <laughs>
0: Fucking when the, it was you Mike to...
1: Cannon. That's who it was. He was like it's basically triple X, and he has all his friends now. <laughs>
0: What's funny? I thought of Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. I was like, it's okay. like Chronicles of, R- Chronicles of Riddick with like homies. Right. Yes. but yeah, like
1: the fuck is Ice Cube. <laughs> Dominique. That's all that's missing. If he shows is up in Fast Q? and Furious Ten, because F Gary Gray did seven. Really? Yeah.
0: I because what I was gonna say is if you go back to like 2003. And you say, hey, this franchise is going to end up turning into that sentence of fucking the Russian military base. And people would be like, people would be like, what the fuck we're are you talking about? talking
1: about next level. You are right. They do use technology as an excuse we're talking about like next level terrorists. Yeah. The government is afraid yeah. of Yeah, like
0: you say, like, this shit is like real. Like the whole camera spy. Fuck, sorry.
1: People the whole camera spying and like and everything. like being international. And like, yeah, that shit is
0: real, but like, is real. This shit is real. <laughs>
1: I didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> that shit. <laughs> that shit is real. But it's like, like I said, they're cheating basically by writing the shit. They have a- they have access to both sides. The good guys and the bad guys both have access to this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like they can do anything they want. Right. Like you yeah, made. You're, you, may, you have a cheat code for making the wildest movie in the world. Yes. Which is what they're doing. And that's insane to me that they're getting away with this. Mm-hmm. It's like John Cena is Dominic Toretto's brother. What the fuck? Just that as a storyline is like, now you're just bringing shit out of your ass. Like someone in the, in the boardroom was like, he, uh, let's bring him a brother. Who's gonna play him? Uh, fucking uh, John Cena. I
1: feel like this might be a <laughs> WWE produced movie. Is yeah,
0: it? probably.
1: Uh, can we? T- I want to kind of. They're like, up, we already have
0: The Rock. Let's uh, uh, to get to
1: not to be anti Asian. I want to perfect this, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to say I'm noticed. Worst that. way to start a set. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, but I just want to make sure that people aren't like, "Oh, you're trying to say like a Chinese." Uh, uh, threat or something like that but yeah. i will say when something has like chinese producers attached to it yeah like uh the, like i noticed that the chinese there were chinese producers that dealt with like the new ghostbusters uh the new the second pacific rim i'm pretty sure they had something to do with uh godzilla mm-hmm. versus kong yeah and i was like it's like
0: it's a weird coincidence
1: Every that they quote quote
0: unquote, they become
1: these very like palatable movies. Yeah. Whereas like everyone can watch them. Yeah. And that kind of like harkens to me like not communism, but like (laughs) that that cultural thing over there of like assimilation, of like everybody needs to be able to watch this, (laughs) and then it becomes so it becomes like super bright. Because, like, you watch Pacific Rim, the first one, it's, like, dark, and there's, it's, like. It's the, dope. Yeah, yeah, it's Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. But then you get, like, Alibaba Films to, to produce. Del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo Del Toro. You get Alibaba Films to produce the second Pacific Rim, and it's like, hey, guys, they're trying to make action figures out of this. <laughs> they, try this
0: to, they try to make it, like, like you said, palette. That's true. It
1: was, and I think that. So wow, the, I never thought about so, that. So, like, the first Godzilla, how you loved it. Even this the Kong movie that was like that wasn't bad. Yeah. You watch the Godzilla versus Kong, you're like, this is the worst written
0: movie
1: I have ever seen in my life.
0: Dang. I never even thought about it. It becomes these
1: like super like let's make money off of this movie. And then not even like how they trick us in America. Yeah, with like the Avengers. Yeah, where it's like I know this is nothing. This is like you took this straight from George Lucas's book. Yeah, of like it's a merchandise. So how are we gonna yeah. make the money? The movie's going to be good, Mm-hmm. but it is like Star Wars is palatable, but yeah. it's still like American.
0: Yeah, I I think because when you say like marketing to Americans, what I what I hate. About what I hate, because like, what comes to my mind is Deadpool, mm-hmm. and like I, I just hate that whole situation of like the commercials are like, "Come see my stupid fucking movie," and but pay, give me money to see this stupid movie, mm-hmm. and then the audience, the people watching the commercials, is like, "Oh, see, Deadpool's got it figured it out," and it's like, but do they have it? Like you're just, you know what I mean? But
1: the only thing, if you're not familiar, you have to be familiar.
0: With the character, yes, but to the comic
1: I'm, book nerds, that was hilarious because he's a.
0: But not everyone's a comic book nerd, right? So when they see a commercial being very meta and being very like uh, yes. breaking the fourth wall, they think it's some like they think it's genius marketing. Yeah, and they don't
1: know that's his character. Yeah, like, he's aware that. Just for those who don't know, Deadpool in the comic books, the reason why people love him because he's the only character that he's aware that he's a comic book character. Mm-hmm. That's his, like, thing. So he talks to you when you're reading the comics. Yeah. He talks to the reader.
0: And it's like, like in the movie.
1: Yeah, and he's like, yeah, This He was like, when she... I love the scene where he was like... And when everybody calls it that, he was like, is she going to super jump? Is she going to super jump? Mm-hmm. And she jumps <laughs> off, and he's like, yes! She <laughs> <jumped> <laughs> And it was like... That's that's the kind of shit that he does in the comic mm-hmm. books. It's like yeah, this would never. But no it's way. but I'm
0: saying like the marketing part. But of the it.
1: marketing, if you weren't a comic book fan, you would have never mm-hmm. known. You thought. You but I thought just Fox hate how people genius. are like,
0: oh, they got it figured out of how to sell a movie. They're just being super, be super meta about it, and it's just like, but even they're like insulting you. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like you're still like. you're doing the same thing as if they would have just regularly marketed it it's like they don't really got shit figured out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so that's
1: why i say when stuff is marketed well i tell amanda like if it's a good marketing thing i'll buy it mm -hmm. just as a like nod to the marketing team like
0: (laughs) yeah i like i i I do do the same thing where it's like like, it's a pretty dope like poster or it's a pretty dope like trailer (laughs) yeah and i'm like I'll watch it. Yeah, like, I, I'll, or, I'll give you that. Like or like, even when it comes to like objects, like the product design. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that looks cool. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy that. Like they at Target, they got like an all black box of like toothpaste, and I'm like, that looks sick. That's
1: great marketing.
0: And I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. Because all of it is like white, it's like Colgate or Crest or some shit. Mm -hmm. But they have like this one brand that's like a black box with like silver writing, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, it
1: makes brushing your teeth look like sexy. You're like,
0: this is fucking sick. Because brushing your teeth
1: (laughs) is one of the most disgusting acts that you could ever do. Because shit Mm -hmm. gets everywhere. Mm -hmm. Your hand is covered in like, and two that shit gets in your beard if you have
0: if you have facial hair. Mm -hmm. That shit get like goes. It gets in
1: your beard all the time,
0: and I fucking hate it.
1: I'm like, uh, I used to when you used to have a long beard. My Fu man chew. It used to always be like covered in like spit, mm-hmm.
0: or it would be like buried in there. Yeah. But um, thanks for uh, listening to our all of my movie reviews and hearing us rant about bad movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and hearing me rant about Fast and Furious Eight. But anyways, don't go watch Fast and Furious Nine. And. uh <laughs>
1: If you do want to watch it, come watch it with me. I'll come. I'm gonna go. See yeah, we'll
0: we'll do uh Let's try to do like a, like a like a watching party. Yes. Let's try. Let's try to make what the fuck the cinema podcast and our first live watching party is Fast and Furious nine. <laughs> like, come on, guys, come with
1: us, please. We're not paying for anything. Don't. We're just gonna say that I'm not paying for your ticket. We're not just
0: come. Just we'll us. we'll post all the information. If you want to come, you can come. Yes, we're gonna go watch that movie together. And um, uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys uh, next week. Peace. Peace.